How do we differentiate between valuing ourselves and egotistically indulging ourselves? As our modern culture continues to prize selflessness and abhor selfishness, it's in effect setting the two against each other. So how can we love others, those individuals that we truly find ourselves so profoundly intertwined with, without actually losing ourselves? Stay tuned for this episode of Living Emotionally Fit on Sammy Radio, as I share how to love others without losing ourselves. I'm your host, Anutza Bellissimo. In his essay titled Selfishness and Self-Love, social scientist and philosopher Eric Frum wrote, The alternatives are either to love others, which is a virtue, or to love oneself, which is a sin. Hence, my million-dollar question set before me nevertheless prevails. How can we love others without losing ourselves in the process? While no one would argue with considering others, you know, it could be worthwhile to re-examine our beliefs around being selfish. So for example, do we genuinely aspire to be without concern for ourselves? Or is it important to love and value ourselves, to think for ourselves, have a life of our own and be able to love others without losing ourselves? I believe the answer lies, well, in self-knowledge. When we undertake an inner journey to come to understand ourselves truly, the sacred and profane dimensions of our lives, we can begin to develop the capacity to deal more honestly, thoughtfully, and lovingly, not only with ourselves, but with others as well. Bud Harris the author of the book Sacred Selfishness, A Guide to Living a Life of Substance, says, The process of attaining self-knowledge, it both softens and strengthens us and serves to help us love and appreciate life and other people. So in essence, understanding ourselves better means discovering the adverse effects of our histories working to change them, building our own strengths and potentials, and relating to people in a more, well, straightforward and authentic manner. It also means learning to love ourselves, to take in the whole meaning of the biblical maxim, love your neighbor as yourself. This episode of Living Emotionally Fit is brought to you by the Stress and Anger Management Institute, providing individual coaching and group classes for personal growth and professional advancement. To work with the SAMI Group facilitator for support and direction towards your goals, visit thesamigroup.com today for your assessment and strategy session details and introductory promotions. That's T-H-E-S-A-M-I-G-R-O-U-P.com. 
Harris says self-love is the firm foundation that determines how strongly we give love and receive love. Therefore, inner work, or the quest for self-knowledge, is greatly aided by the following four self-discovery tools. Now, most importantly, it is essential to remember that inner work is not a quick fix, but a lifelong deepening of the connection to your most authentic self that can enrich your life beyond words. So stay tuned as I will identify these four self-discovery tools after a brief message from our sponsor. Our first of four self-discovery tools is daily stress and anger logs. Writing in journals and keeping a log is not just recording events, as in a diary. To write is to explore feelings, thoughts, experiences, discover patterns, look for connections and themes, and express the innermost aspects of your life experience. Cursive handwriting helps the brain learn and remember better, and these findings were recently published in the peer-reviewed journal Frontiers in Psychology. So your first objective is to pick a time, the same time every day, for regular journaling. Now, if you can't think of anything to write at first, I want you to just simply write, I can't think of anything. I really can't think of anything to write. The objective is to have you write until your hand begins to flow with your essence, sharing just what's underneath the surface. And I also suggest that you read Julia Cameron's book, The Artist Way, for some great suggestions on journal writing. Our next self-discovery tool is inner dialogue. Now with this tool, you give a voice to your emotions and states of being, and you converse with them. For example, try asking perfection why it's been so ever-present in your life. What's its role for you now? What does perfection want? And what does perfection fear? I want you to either write down your dialogue or enact it. If you choose to role play, which is certainly a lot more fun, consider standing in a different space with a different posture and different facial expressions when you become the trait with whom you are conversing. Our third self-discovery tool is dream work. Now, dream images can have several layers of meaning. So step one in working with dreams is to remember and record them. Use the memo recording device on your phone by your bed and record what you can remember as soon as you awaken. Now, last but not least, the fourth self-discovery tool is self-assessment. Of course, ultimately, assessments and evaluation tools in which you receive input from your facilitator, they are essential. In fact, such techniques are fundamental to warding off the sacrifice syndrome due to the accumulation of stress. You know, stress can blunt our ability to see ourselves clearly and identify what may be going wrong. And respectively, self-assessment is crucial to developing priorities analyzing past relationships, assessing our thoughts, feelings, actions, 
and behaviors in order to determine why a particular reaction to a situation occurred and the best way to respond in the future. This episode of Living Emotionally Fit is brought to you by the Stress and Anger Management Institute, providing individual coaching and group classes for personal growth and professional advancement. To work with the SAMI Group Facilitator for support and direction towards your goals, visit thesamigroup.com today for an assessment and strategy sessions or check out our current introductory promotions. That's T-H-E. S-A-M-I-G-R-O-U-P dot com.